1: Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Val tonight, where they had an appeal, they're not trying to play 5A, they want to go down some. Well, it's very unsettling that in the ruling, with a competitive balance formula, they weren't allowed to argue what is the most sensible and logical part of their argument. The concern of a 2A school competing in 5A, which is player safety. That's ridiculous. That was taken out of. And the other part that I don't understand is this. What if they would have gone in there and tried to argue that? Would they have been told to stand down? Would they have been told, we're not listening to your argument? Yeah, they just don't have enough kids. Whenever you get into the too deep and whenever you get into a couple of players getting hurt. The only way for it to function, I think, moving forward, and I foresee this happening in the next 15 or 20 years, if not before this, that WPIL and PIAA school sports are essentially going to be the new intramural level sports, but you just play other schools. Like, they'll be your intramural level athletes, okay? And say, like, it's Taylor and Pine Richland they'll be the secondary athletes at those schools that formerly played CYO or intramurals or something like that. But now they'll be representing their schools because the best athletes at the school, and I actually promote this, and I think this should happen if this is going to be continue the way that the jurisprudence is and the way that the structure is. The best, the very best athletes at the school shouldn't be bothered with these legal entanglements that go on with the WPL and the PIAA. They should just say, screw the school sports and go play AAU or summer baseball or whatever and not even be bothered. It becomes a nuisance. And you know where else, whenever it really hit me, was when the PIAA and the WPIL tried to limit, and I think they did pass a rule where they did. They wanted to get their hands into and tried to limit NIL, right? You own you you made you well you didn't make you but you know how what I mean you are your name it's all you have is your name your image and your likeness for somebody to say that you can't capitalize to the fullest degree like if a local pizza shop wants to use you to go ahead and promote their product and pay you X amount of money because you are like let's take Beaver County for example right? That's the game in town in a lot of places. And let's say you're the quarterback at Aliquippa or you live way down in Western Beaver or wherever you are, right? And you're the toast of the town in little town, Norman Rockwell, America. Who in the hell is the WPIL or the PIAA to say, no, you can only make X amount of money doing that or no, you can't do that. That's you. You did that. How is that any different than going and working a job? How is it? And whenever they started to meddle in that, because that was a big thing. How is NIL going to be handled all throughout the country? When I started reading that, I, you know, screw on them. Honestly, forget them. Why would you even, it's a racket. It really is. It is an overreach and it's overly litigious and it's absolutely ridiculous. Kids don't need – the only sport you need to have tethered to schools anymore is football, and we're reaching – a t- like, the European model has it totally right, way better than the American model. Go to an academy system. If you're a really good athlete, you take your core classes. You take English, you know, whatever your language is, you take that, you take math, you take a science, and bang, there you are. That's what it is, and we move it along, and you spend the rest of the day Figuring out your sport. That's the way that it goes. Ernesto's in McMurray. Hi, Ernesto.
3: Good evening, Mr. Dunlap. How are Um, you? uh, Good, sir. Thank you. This Aliquippa thing really uh, pisses me off because they're tired of getting smoked by the Aliquippa clips. That's really what it comes down to. And the Boy Network, some of these...
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
2: Ernesto has a phone problem, call back. Tanks and beaver, I can always count on Tank. Hi, Tank.
3: What's up, Colin? Hey, uh I'll tell the Clippa thing. I played youth football. I had to make weight for different divisions. So no, I couldn't hurt nobody or somebody else couldn't hurt somebody. Now they put dots on their helmets so they can't play a skill position if they're more weight than somebody else. Isn't that the same kind of concept going on now with Alaquippa? Yeah, they might put five guys in Division One, but what about the other seventeen that they have playing, and only what twenty-five behind them that are underclassmen? I mean, the, the safety protocol is where it really should come down to.
2: I agree, and they weren't able to argue that. They weren't able to argue that they have. X amount of kids in their school and the schools that they're going to be playing against have three times more kids or whatever it is. I've
0: watched it my
3: entire life.
2: Yeah. And the part about it is this, this is the Aliquippa in some ways is its own worst enemy up into a point. And here's why they ain't ever going to run from anybody. You could line up their schedule and the Dallas Cowboys could walk into the pit and Aliquippa says, are we kicking or are we receiving? Let's go. That's how they're wired and God bless those kids, right? But the Baker real- County, brothers
3: right. is the most, most Division One and most, what, NFL players out of the state from there?
2: Correct, Tank. But the problem mm-hmm. lies in this. It's not the starting 11. It's not those guys. Because they're ready to take up a fight, they'll roll up their sleeves, and they go. It Again, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if the Miami Dolphins come walking in. They're going to play them. It's when they get one or two kids hurt. And then you have a sophomore who weighs 185 pounds on the line who is the backup, and you're now playing against Upper St. Clair, or you're now playing against Peter's Township, or you're now playing against Pine Richland. And that school is way bigger, and they have not just that first kid that weighs 280 pounds. They got another kid coming off the bench that's 277 pounds. And he's lining up against a sophomore that's going to try his ass off, but he's going to get put in the dirt all the time. That's the problem, and that's where it is. And the failure to understand that no matter how big your pride is, no matter how much you want to beat your chest, no matter how tough you say you are, and all that stuff is true with Aliquippa, at some point, especially in a very violent sport like football, injuries happen. And there is just a dissipation in talent and in size when you go down the roster. That's how it works. And that's how it's always going to work. And for grown adults to not comprehend that is just not right. And here's the other part. I get that transfers are part of the competitive balance thing that they do. You can only have so many transfers and they count as points against you. I don't understand the whole criterion, but what I do know is this. You can only have so many points count against you. Well... You accrue some points against you whenever people transfer into your school and play sports. I get that. I understand that. But you also accrue points against you when you have success and you win. Why? Why? Why is that the case at all? Why should any successful place be made to essentially – have a deck stacked against them because they have success. What in the hell are we teaching young people in this country whenever they have success and then the people who are in charge of what they're doing, the endeavor they're doing, say, when you have success, we now have to make it harder on you. Well, why? How come? Well, just because you won. I say this all the time. Try doing that at an academic endeavor, and you would have a bunch of Karens at the school board meeting, and they'd be right. Go ahead and have a spelling bee. Go ahead and have a quiz bowl. Go ahead and do something like that and say, my kid won two years in a row. Oh, my kid won two years in a row. Guess what, though? Your kid is in ninth grade, and they won the seventh and eighth grade quiz bowl. They've got to compete against 11th graders now. That's what has to happen. At that school board meeting, somebody's mom would be like, why is my kid being punished because they're smart? We don't do that, or we shouldn't do that in this country. If you don't like losing, get better. Get better. Stop whining. Stop crying. Stop wanting the field leveled for you. Get better, period. If this happened in an athletic realm... No one in the world would think it was a good idea. Ernesto's in McMurray. Hi, Ernesto.
3: Sorry about my phone probably. Sure, that's okay. So I really feel like they embarrass a lot of big programs, and I feel like a lot of deep pockets are – they populate the PIAA and the Whipple, and they really want to break these kids. They want to get them to the point where they don't have a competitive edge. And I think the point that you made about these uh, sophomores and, and even smaller juniors coming in, some of these teams like St. Clair, they're five deep at every position and they're five deep, like big guys at every position that's going to end poorly. And I'm afraid that if that program goes, that that's all that community has. That stabilizes that entire community. That's, that's the way out. It's the, the right way to do things, the good way to look. That's all they have there.
2: I agree. Absolutely. And you know, I'll say it cause I don't care. I don't care who marches against me. I don't care who's mad. If Aliquippa was a largely white and affluent school district, I don't know if we'd be here in the same place. I just don't. And the other part of the argument that sucks is this. is a transient school district in terms of a lot of housing. There's a lot of people that have unstable houses. And there's a lot of transfers. There's a much different transfer. That transfers to a place like Pine Richland or transfers to a place like Peter's because their dad got a new job. And their dad got a job and he's working as an executive at this place. That's a much different transfer than a kid at Alaquippa. And I talked to their coach Mike Warfield about this not long ago. Then, you know what? My dad got jammed up with something. You know, my mom's not making ends meet. You know. I was living with my grandma, but my grandma got sick. Now I got to go live with my aunt over in Rochester for a couple months. Then I got to move back to Aliquippa. So essentially that's a transfer and that counts. But really, I grew up in Aliquippa, played here all the way till sixth grade. And I just moved for a month because my grandma died and I have unstable housing. Or better yet, go ahead and do a study on Section 8 housing and what's going on down there. We think that a transfer and we think that a home and we think all that is equal. It's just not. And for the PIAA to apply the same standards to a nice $850,000 house in Pine Township that it does with everything in Aliquippa is just not right. It's just not the same. A case-by-case basis needs to be looked at for this. And unfortunately, they apply one-size-fits-all. And life isn't one-size-fits-all.